0: You're listening to the Deliberative Podcast. Welcome to the Deliberative, your premier podcast all about exalted. I'm your host Corey, and joining me today, as always, are Charles, hey, Ope. and Jim. How's it going? Hey, man. You know what's weird? Is we're back. We back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just when I think I'm out, they pull me right back in. That's right. We've been we've been benched for a while, but <laughs> now we're like, put me in, coach, and we're coming back. And it's very strange. This is like familiar, but at the same time, like I wonder if we remember how to do this. But uh, some of us haven't really stopped doing things like this. Chuck. But um, he's he did it a lot longer after Gemini left out. But um, anyway, I thought what would be good. This is gonna be. I, I'm gonna call this episode calibration because it's kind mm. of like in the exalted universe when you get to the end of the year and there's like the five days where there's no moon or anything, and it just like you know everybody's like partying all the spirits are getting all recalibrated for the next year and whatnot well that's kind of what this is so this is sort of another episode zero and uh hopefully this one won't be a dumpster fire like the last one but now, uh you say that but i very
1: I, so i re-listened to it and you it's went very much out of your way to explain how awesome a dumpster fire actually is.
0: <laughs> and I enjoyed our last episode zero too. So yeah, I mean, it wasn't really a dumpster fire. It was just about a dumpster fire. Right. I have no
2: memory of this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's like, was Jim even there? I don't, I don't Something know. Something about
1: computers and counting. It was all very confusing.
0: <laughs> well, We're, co- we're going to call this like our second season or something right like you know people have seasons sometimes sometimes when a show gets canceled by like nbc or whatever it gets picked up by netflix a few years later and they do another season so this is like that kind of new season uh we're except we yeah we weren't really picked up by netflix but um anyway we're gonna call this new season the second breath which is kind of cool you know an exalted second breath that's when the uh, that's when a mortal takes their first breath into the uh, realm of the exalted. So I feel like we were heroic mortals to begin with, and now we're exalted. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. But first, maybe it might be good for us to kind of, uh, you know, just kind of tell folks where we've been and and uh, you know, kind of what, what happened at the end of uh, first breath, and <laughs> uh, and uh, sort of what happened there. It's now retroactively known. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) But uh, yeah, you know, uh, just just for those who who aren't in, in the know of exactly what happened to us at the end of that first season, essentially what we tried to do with the deliberative was we looked at all of the most successful podcasts out there and we were like, yeah, we can do that. And so we essentially tried to build, like, this uh, in-place media empire of (laughs) a podcast, which we were trying very hard to do as professionally as possible, weekly, Uh, a a website where we posted all kinds of new custom content all throughout the week, another website where we hosted uh, ourselves, our friends, and listeners to play play by post podcast which actually required a lot of uh forum administration, programming and artwork from me and we were trying to put together like t-shirts and merchandise and all this other kind of stuff uh, and build this like humongous thing and um and really just you know that's like a full-time job for all three of us on top of our other full-time jobs and you know sometimes large various degrees of large families uh, we're all married with children and, uh, so, and I have six of them. And Jim has four of them. Charles has one, you know, guys stop. <laughs> what are y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, you know, like it, it just, uh, it was a lot. It was like a whole, whole lot. And, um, and so that just eventually caught up with us, and it was uh, it was that plus plus some other things, you know. Just I think that was the that was the massive like ninety percent of what was going on was just we we had really bitten off way more than we could chew, and uh, and then also you know just the the publishing slowness from Onyx Path with uh, with Exalted books. It was it was and is it remains painfully slow. And uh, and that just kind of it, it at the time it really sapped our energy to just keep you know plugging through on a weekly podcast. When well, Corey, was- based on
2: their their output schedule, it it became rather difficult to do a weekly podcast. Um, I think yeah, uh, our monthly look, um, what we're going to do is is going to be a lot better. you, you know, it's just tough yeah. to come up with a lot of information weekly. But we can yeah. we can
0: do it on a much better scale monthly. Yeah, right. I I definitely think that that you know that that's certainly a huge part of it. But also just you know having new stuff to talk about and whatnot. It does drive it drives your own internal hype machine. You know when you're just like oh there's something else cool around the corner. You know, but when that's like a, a year or two or three away each time, it's harder just to sustain. Yeah, you might could get get excited about it for you know once in a while, but like when you're trying to do it every week, it was it was difficult. That's um, why they don't release teaser trailers for movies five years
1: before the movie releases. <laughs>
0: That's right. Like, but it comes out like you'll be excited that when anymore. that trailer drops, but you're going to forget about it, no matter how much you're looking forward to it right and if it just if if you keep getting little drip feed here and there like i think about what was what's that uh what's that video game like star citizen or something like that that's been like forever (laughs) you know and (laughs) and it looked so cool at the beginning I'm like man i want to be a part of this you know and then it just keeps on it keeps on to now when i see the star citizen thing i'm like shut up you know (laughs) (laughs) people have spent millions of dollars in that game and it's not even out yet I know it's crazy. I mean, and heck, maybe it's, maybe it's just like the the coolest thing in the whole world. I don't know. But like, because it's just drug on drug on so long, I don't care, but Hey, I have, I've, I've actually had, uh, and this is a part of, of us coming back to this thing is I've had a bit of a change of, of mind and heart about, um, about the exalted publishing schedule and kind of what we, what we've got right now. And, um, you know, one of the things that really that really kind of brought my attention back to Exalted was really just you know, I can't remember when we did the when we did the uh, the the Kickstarter for the Dragon Blooded book. I don't remember that I got the heirs of the shogunate PDF in my little uh, you know. Bundle that I got, or whatever. I mean, I know I spent enough money. I should have got the entire print run of Exalted Third Edition, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it's, it's, I guess somewhere in there I got the the heirs of the Shogunate book, and so I got this you know thing that was like, hey, download the heirs of the Shogunate or whatever, and so I downloaded it when I got the the thing saying that the PDF was available and that I had it for free, and I put it on my iPad and I never looked at it, and then just one day I I can't remember why I was. I was looking through stuff and I saw that airs the Shogunate book. And I was like, I wonder what they ever did with this thing. Is it some little chintzy, you know, piece of junk, like the miracles of the solar exalted or whatever, you know? And And so I opened this thing and I looked through it and I was blown away by how much content is in that thing. It's like a whole nother book. I mean, it's, it's huge. There's so much good information there. And I was looking over like the Forest Witches, which we had done an episode about, and uh, and I'm like, man, this is actually really good. And so I, then I like actually opened up my Lunar's PDF and started looking at it, and I was like, you know, there's a there's really a whole lot of information here. In fact, there's enough here to play a bunch of different types of games, and uh, and and with the the sheer length of Exalted books, you know, the third edition books, when they put these things out. It's not like putting out a couple of like the little soft covers that they did in second edition. They're actually putting out these humongous books, you know, that have so much information. And really, it it occurred to me that each one of like the main splat books, you know, like the the Solar's book, the core book, the Dragon Blooded book, the, the Lunar's book, each one of those is a fully contained game in and of itself. They have setting information that is like unique to that game line you know you think about all the 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 realm stuff and the houses and the dragon blooded book and you know you think about all of the different lunar dominions and whatnot and the lunars but i mean like they they provide a full game world for each one of those splats and so really it's not like you're waiting on the next source book you're waiting on like a whole nother game to come out it's like you've got vampire the masquerade and you can play that as much as you want and maybe in a year or two they'll come out with werewolf the apocalypse you know and if you look at it or for me at least looking at it like that it really does help the uh that sort of you know, get over that hump of wanting there to be more and wanting it to be there fast because i think everybody's sort of looking at exalted like well we want all 10 exalt types out so we can play this great menagerie type of game but i mean you know think about that and and that is cool i mean don't get me wrong it would be cool to have a game where you could have an abyssal and a you know, an alchemical, although some of the, some of those mixes just don't make any sense, but, you know, but like, think about, you know, having vampire, the masquerade and just being so, you know, so sore that you can't play a game that has a, a, a vampire, a werewolf, a mage, a changeling, a wraith in it all at the same time. It's like, well, that's, that's nice to be able to do crossovers and stuff, but really the, the bread and butter is just having like a, a uniform party, you know? So anywho, I just had, you know, that just, it's a small change in my mind, but you know, that, that little change, you know, showed me like, man, I've got enough here for me and my kids to play like so many different types of games. Why am I so bent out of shape about the publishing schedule? You know, would I like it to be faster? Sure. But I mean, I think that there's a lot, there's a lot there that I didn't realize how much we had. And really, honestly, in the last three years or so they have put out a lot more. When you look at the total number of books, it's still like eight or something, you know, but it's, uh, there's, there's so much fullness to each one of the books that has been released that I think now the universe is in a really good, really good spot. So anywho, a little bit of a tangent there, but, uh, you know, just talking about the, you know, we, we, we felt like that was a big drag. I don't feel like it's as big a drag anymore. And also, I'll just be honest. I was, I, back in the day when you know when we quit doing this, I was very tempted. You can hear it in the last couple of episodes of the show, but I was really tempted by other games like Pathfinder, Starfinder. You know, Jim and I went to a, a Starfinder. Um, what what was that uh, special? Uh, it was the organized play Starfinder right. Society thing. And oh, that's uh, cool. That I didn't really, y'all did that. Yeah, it's on the show we
1: talked about it. I don't remember I'm sorry that was years ago. I don't remember yeah. that. Th-
0: this is yeah. Charles Corey. Yeah, that's right. But uh yeah, we went to that we went to a Starfinder uh a Starfinder Society special and just had a blast. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so much fun." And well, Corey, and then the fr- we did The
2: first one was really fun and I, yeah. I enjoyed it. And and I think it has a lot to do with the players. The, this is the thing about the uh the society games is if you get a good group of players, it, it, it can be fun. And if you get a yeah. good GM that's willing to let you play. Oh yeah. The problem is, is it's almost like we had this discussion. Um, it's almost like doing dailies in a, <laughs> yeah. in a video game for some of these guys. I mean, they're just phoning it in and they just want to get their points and they're just running you through this game and trying to get it done as fast as possible. Whereas I mean, there's, there's no creativity sometimes they don't want like, Oh, my character does this. And, um, and, and you, you, they're like, well, wait, wait, we got, we, there's no time for role playing. We got to roll these dice and get through this game. And I'm like, right. this isn't role playing. This is pushing yeah. buttons. I could do this at home on my Xbox. Right. And, uh, yeah. um, yeah. I believe there was one time where you had this character that, you modeled after some big-time Apple guy. Johnny Remember Ive, That, yeah. that, Johnny that character Apple, you made. Yeah. <laughs> so we're in the middle of this game, and the guy's like, uh, they're like, you find these speeder bikes. And you, your character walks up. I mean, of course, you do your voices and stuff. And uh, you're like, oh, I actually own the company that designs these. So let me show you how to uh, work this thing. And like everybody at the table looked at you like you had spiders crawling out of your face. Like, how dare you insert your character into the into the lore? It's like, but that's what you're supposed to do. I want to be right. part of the universe that I'm playing in. Yeah, so exactly. yeah, there was that. And but I mean, there were a couple of good games, but uh, you know, and it's very ra- it was very railroadish. Like you felt like you were on this track sometimes, and you couldn't get off of it. And then some players at the table would actually rebel and like started. Remember the game you were playing where people were just like
0: doing like public property damage just. Oh, yeah, that was the one that I because like as soon as we did that special where we were players, I was like, okay, I've got to run one of these, you know. So I volunteered at the store to run a couple of the Starfinder Society things. And, yeah, we had we had kids show up. Uh, in our group they they essentially they made the group bigger than we said the maximum size was so there was just so many people there one of the kids was like playing on like a Nintendo DS or something like the whole time and his dad was like stop doing that you need to pay attention to the game and and then yeah this other kid was like I just want to tear stuff up and that game even though I was running it and I was trying to leave room for role play and stuff like that I mean with like seven players and all these people doing this you know kind of Game breaking stuff. It it was just yeah. It wasn't very fun. Yeah, you got the, the one kids kid that's holding
2: holding the dice in his hand the entire time. Like, when do I roll? When do I roll? Yeah. it's like yeah. Uh,
0: your kid yeah. doesn't
2: talk to anybody.
0: Who are you? I was like, I was like, I was still of, of the opinion though that like this <clears throat> Starfinder Society, Pathfinder Society is like a good idea, right? And so Charles, Charles and I, <laughs> we uh, uh. we signed up to go to Momocon. 2 years ago. It'll the be 2 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we went downtown Atlanta to uh to MomoCon and we signed up for like 12 Pathfinder Society games over 3 days and it was abismal. awful. Dismal. <laughs> it was, it was so terrible.
1: Bad. You know, I will say there was um without getting off on too much of a Pathfinder tangent, there was one game where I thought you and I both walked away thinking, you know what, that was pretty fun. But like yeah, Jim I said, that. we had a good GM, and it was a good yeah. table, and basically they were following what you and I were doing anyways. So right. they, we all kind of played in
0: the same style, more or less. But yeah, right. it's just, ugh. It, but, it, but the rest of it, other than that Sucked. one game... It was so terrible. It was I mean, it was just we it woke was up goddammit. so
1: early and played so much. And at the end, we were like, we should have just not done
0: ninety percent of that. <laughs> yeah. <but> if we would <laughs> have done like one game a day, maybe that would have been a lot better. Yeah. But it was but it really did expose the uh the flaws of just the whole Pathfinder. That whole like D20 type system, especially when you're you're dealing with like a, a group of strangers and a GM, like Jim said, who's just like doing their dailies, just getting their, you know, getting their convention points or getting what, the, and, and there was just, there was no life to it. This person had ran so many games and whatnot that, and they had run this particular scenario so many times that they were just going through the motions. It was really like, okay, we're coming up on the point where everybody rolls their athletics. Okay, everybody roll it. And there we go. All right, yeah, you got past the thing. Now let's move on to the next thing. And it, Yeah, it's, it seemed like we were on a timetable a lot, like we were trying yeah. to get rushed through.
2: I mean, I remember role-playing games. Uh Basically, if you've seen... Stranger Things where you know he goes up and tells his mom, How was I supposed to know the campaign was gonna take ten hours? I mean I remember yeah. those ten,
0: twelve, <laughs> fourteen hour Saturdays where uh, yeah. I remember falling asleep behind the game master screen, uh, <laughs> one of those th- <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember Corey saying,
1: like, hey, we need to take, like, a three-hour break so I can come up with something else to play. <laughs> oh, that's right. That. We'd all go, like, pass out for a couple We'd hours. We'd show
2: up to Corey's house with, like, two uh, two-liter two bottles of Mountain Dew in each hand and, like, yeah. bags of snacks because we knew we were in for the long haul. Like, and, did and you for the lunch?
0: <laughs> those yeah. uh, chicken-and-a-biscuit chicken-flavored Snatch Crackers. You Remember those, Jim? <laughs> we used to always go to the Walmart and get those. Uh, good times. Yeah. But, I, yeah, and so – you know, even And, and I know uh, Charles has been and still is involved in a lot of other games that he's been playing. Tell, what, what have you been doing, Chuck? Bring us up to speed on what you've been doing in the, in the time between.
1: Well, I um, haven't played Exalted, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've come to realize that there are certain games that require certain kinds of players, and that's not an indictment on any of my current or past players. Um but some people are just not as suited to certain styles of games as others. And yeah. uh, you know, I've I've just come to realize that. And exalted um you know, actually I was listening back to I forget which episode, but we were Man, now, in the moment, I don't even remember what we were saying, but Corey said something about, um, like, we were were struggling with something because we all, like, had run games before, and that was an issue. I actually think that Exalted works better when you have players who also run games because Mm. they understand, in a narrative-heavy game, that you need the whole yes and aspect. So, like That's I've been I've been running uh, less and less Pathfinder on purpose because it's just I'm tired of it. And I've gravitated more towards rules light games like 13th Age and literally any product made by Free League Publishing. That's the new hotness for me. Hmm. And what do they the, make?
0: Do they uh, make they the make, 13th Age?
1: No, no, no. That's Pelgrine. Um, They make uh, Tales from the Loop, Alien, Mutant Year Zero, Forbidden Lands. Uh, essentially, they make their games are super rules light, and oh. uh, yeah, it's it's awesome because it's all like they're designed around cool characters, and instead of like here's a bunch of rules, now here's how you play a game with those rules, which is kind of how Pathfinder is. Mm. It's more like hey, here's a cool campaign setting and a cool game idea, and here are some rules so that you can actually play with that. Um, I have found that in most of my games, the ones where a lot of the players are people who run games themselves, those tend to be the most uh, satisfying ones. I have a Monday Night Mutants and Masterminds game, which is a a D20-based superhero game. And I think all but one person in that group runs games or has run games quite a lot in the past. And, dude, it's great. I hardly even have to talk because they're complicating the story themselves. And it's just such a satisfying thing to know that um, I can throw out some prompts. They're They're going to take those, and they're going to build on them. And that's just made me want to
2: play even more games. And so I have (laughs) So, Charles, um, uh, guys, I don't want to steal any of our thunder, uh, that we're about to get to, but we do have some, uh, you mentioned that playing with people who run their own games, but we, we have some, uh, ideas to help introduce new players into exalted. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there. We'll get to that. that that.
0: We'll get to that in a minute here. Uh, (laughs) Um, But yeah yeah we we do though. We've got some, yeah, we got some interesting stuff coming, but uh I just there's one thing I wanted to address what Charles said. And and I and I know that other people share this, but I just can't let it fly by without uh squirting a little pee on it like calvin does on like the chevy uh, logo or whatever you know he, like he pees on it on, I was the definitely on the wondering where thing. you were going with that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> as this as this comment you made flew by i just wanted to make sure i got some some pee on it as it went by and uh and that is uh this this idea of like you said rules light game and awesome in the same sentence and i have to take issue with that because I very much dislike rules like games <laughs> I don't think they're awesome to me the most fun thing is all the cool rules you know uh, however I will say I will say that I have been turned off by it in Pathfinder second edition I, at first I felt like Pathfinder second edition was like just the second coming of awesomeness. Like it was so cool. The modular nati- the nature of all these various different feats and stuff like this that characters get at each level and, and how intricate it was with all these nuts and bolts. I thought I was in heaven and then actually playing it, uh, really turned out quite a bit different where I was, I felt constrained by the number of nuts and bolts that there were in my character and whatnot as if I could really like only do these things that I had unlocked feats for instead of being freed to do kind of whatever I wanted, you know, with just bonuses here and there, it was like, Nope, I've got to, you know, I've got this thing where I can throw my hammer and you know, and then it comes back to my hand. I've got to use that three times a day or, you know, whatever. And, uh, and so anyway, but, but I did, I do like games that are rules heavy. I, and I think that, I mean, that's one of the joys of role-playing is being is learning all the rules and stuff like that. And there's a part of me that just really, really resists this move to take the rules down a peg and just let everybody sit around playing pretend like eight-year-olds. And I feel like that's what that, that's what a lot of this trend is doing, is like, well, well take look, your dice away so- and let's just play pretend. <laughs> So <laughs> we're already doing that
1: in rules-heavy games. Like, we're, already, we're already playing pretend. I and not I'm not saying pretend. that rules-heavy games are bad. I'm just at a point where I would rather tell stories where the mechanics aren't having quite as much of an influence on the story as the player's actions. Right. And when I run games like... Uh, like, um, what's a, what's a good one? mutants and masterminds? Actually, is a great one. Character creating a character for that is extremely complicated. It like it's very very complicated. Uh, mm-hmm. but then once you start playing, you you just need a d20 and you can use your powers in very creative ways. And it's basically like, uh, eh, you know figure out what makes the most sense in that situation. And you just kind of roll with it. And I found that that just frees me up to put more of my mental energy into telling a cooler story rather than in, you know, something like a high level Pathfinder game where I'm like, okay, well, I've got to study the stat block for 30 minutes. It's not fun. Or then like, Players have a much better understanding of a lot of the combat rules than I do because they're player-facing, and I don't play, I run the game. So they start building up toward these like uber builds, and all of a sudden they're doing things that I'm like, how is that even possible? Right. You, <laughs> yeah. And then now all of my energy is dedicated toward how do I present a challenge without just raffle stomping them into the ground and hard countering it
0: yeah and well that's
1: that's always a problem with higher
2: level d20
0: play i feel like
2: it well for a lot of games yeah yeah there there are alternatives i mean if if you want to um like when you have a high level uh high level players or super strong players you have to uh the best the best advice I would give is uh watch a Superman cartoon or a read a Superman comic or a few. There's other ways to get at the players like you know you target their town or you target people that are less strong and have to make them have make decisions. Do we want yeah. to chase after the big bad or do we want right. to save the town and then the bad guy gets away? There's there's other alternatives. You don't always have to throw the next big, stronger guy, Adam, or like, okay, I've calculated that this guy can handle four guys that are about, you know, that are about medium his range or something weird like that. Y- you know, you have to come up with some creative ways to uh, present choices to them. And and, and sure. the cool thing about Exalted is you have these, these limits and, and these limit breaks. Like, this guy has to do this, or if he refuses, then boom, and you can you can bring that mechanic into the game, which... Yeah. In exalted, that is a
0: great mechanic. It you is know, it's it's a whole good. limit. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, and, and but I think you know it. Just getting back to something that you said earlier, Charles, that I think is probably just it's just true across the board. You were saying, you know, you prefer playing with people who run games, and I think what really that boils down to is you prefer playing with players who are invested. Because people mm-hmm. who, run, who run games are invested. They tend to buy books, read rules. Uh, they tend to know what the, the, the limits are and the barriers are for players. Put the money
2: out for the platforms they need to play on. Uh, yeah, all that see, kind ag- of stuff. Again,
0: that's <clears throat> not even what
1: I was meaning. It's more like uh, players who run games understand what it takes to make a story move forward. Like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. they might buy the books <clears throat> and stuff, but they're the ones that are going to uh yeah. buy into the story and enhance it rather than like oh good grief now i gotta figure out a way to force them to go to that next town because if right. they don't then what we can't continue this adventure path at all
0: or right. whatever but and, and i guess and, and that's kind of what jim was talking about when we were at that uh that starfinder um, society thing is it, you mm-hmm. know people were looking at me like what the heck you know uh <laughs> it's just knowing that you can take a little bit of the you you can take the reins a little bit and drive it. I think yeah. I mean, of course, there is a limit to where, what you can do there. But the storyteller is just so, or the GM or the DM or whatever is just so appreciative for players who really just get into their character, into the yeah. world. You know, and uh, and when you're playing a lot of Pathfinder, because that is just like the baseline. People come in on either D and D five, Pathfinder one or two. You know, when you're playing a lot of that, you just see a lot of players that just can ruin your experience as a gm where you're like i don't like this anymore and and that was my case i'm just like you know what I'm, I'm just not having fun with this game but i do really really love exalted and if and if i'm gonna play something i want to teach my kids because i've been doing a lot of, of pathfinder with my kids over the last few years but you know if i'm gonna play something with my kids i want them to play the best game in the world and so like let's just play some exalted you know And uh, But now I'm at the point where I'm trying to get them invested. I'm trying to get them to, you know, know and love the world, know their place in it, know what, you know, so they can have a good time. But anyway, that's kind of where we've been. It's what we've been up to. It's why we ended up, you know, folding before with all the work and all this other kind of stuff. I figured we needed to, we needed to talk about some of that sort of stuff at the beginning here because, you know, we did leave people high and dry for a while. and. I feel bad about that. I I felt like we had so much, um, we had so much desire to be a, a benefit to the community uh, when we first started, and we we were so excited about providing so much for the community and giving folks something to rally around and be hyped and all this kind of stuff, and then we just dehyped ourselves and left, and so. From my heart, I will say I'm sorry that we that we did that. I, I I look back now. I wish we would have kept going. Uh our episode number would be higher than the Onyx Pathcast episode number. <laughs> Cause I think we were like just above them. We were yeah. we, we started like a week or two before. They, they copied did. us. Yeah, they kind of did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shots fired. <laughs> but, oh. Uh, man. <laughs> yeah. I I mean it would, you know. And, and, and another thing that I'm, I'm really that, – that I feel bad about, that I'm sorry about, right, that I realize that I have some culpability in, is that one of the things I said that I enjoyed the most about doing the show was the fact that I got to hang out with my two great friends, you know, uh, every week. And, and then, like, we, we stopped doing the show, and we, you know, d- we just didn't talk as much for the, the last three years. Yeah. And that sucks. Right. That sucks. So, um, anyway – I wish we wouldn't have left you guys the way we did. I wish we would have scaled back or something back then, Mm -hmm. you know, gone from weekly to monthly or something like that. But uh, anyway, we want to be back now. So uh, we're sorry. And we we will get into some cool stuff. But first, I think it's good for us to talk about the news. Well, there's not, well, there are, there's some news going on in the, in the exalted <laughs> universe these days, Starting the news <laughs>
1: off strong, Corey,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's I get into the we, news. Oh, we there On this episode. And I was drawing up the plans for this episode. I, I really <laughs> honestly thought we would be in the exigence Kickstarter right now. Like I really, really thought that <laughs> we would, uh, but then they're, they're doing this, uh, double feature thing with some, they came from games or whatever. And, uh, but, but. But that clears away anything that was in front of Exigence. So I I really feel, and there was a lot of, in just the uh, responses to the Monday meeting notes or whatever, when they announced that the double feature was going to be the next Kickstarter, there were a lot of people saying like, what? No, I thought it was going to be the Exigence next. You know, I'm disappointed that it's not Exigence. And um, so I definitely think Exigence will be after this one. Problem is we got to wait like a whole month through this thing. Uh, and, and, you know, not, that's not to say anything bad about the They Came From games. I hear that those are a lot of fun, whatever, and, I, and there's going to be people excited about doing all that stuff. But uh, for us Exalted people, we're just like, please give us exigence now. <laughs> so anyway, that, I think that book is going to be uh, mind-blowing. Uh, at least I hope it is. I feel like one of the reasons why it's taken them so long between Lunars and Exigence is because this Exigence book is really just the—it's the cookbook for all things Exalted. It's how to make charms, how to make right. evocations. It's—it's going to be like the—the the design your own Exalt book. And, I mean, when, uh, we, when we did the look
2: aheads, Exigence were just so exciting and i can't wait till it comes out like yeah, we all it's... we all designed our own exigence back in yeah. uh, in one of the previous podcasts and
0: that's right i remember jim's uh pottery god exigent <laughs> which we laughed at at first because we we're like pottery god you know, but then he starts <laughs> describing it where like you know it could sh- you know its hands or whatever could be formed into different shapes like weapons and its face is all malleable and can become different you know people or whatnot and i was like oh dang that. I mean, yeah, it just shows you it. that it just shows
2: you that exalted <laughs> is only limited by your create creativity. I mean, you can exactly you could come yeah. up with anything. Yeah, I mean, I and could come up with the trash can god. I could come up with something cool. You know,
0: bibs. <laughs> that's my exit. <accident. laughs> <laughs> for those of you in the uk that's or the, the dumpster god. fire god i yeah. don't know oh, dang it that's better the dumpster, <laughs> fire, god. The dumpster fire god yeah <laughs> but i mean t- just just think about like a toolbox for all of that stuff a roll your own toolbox you know i mean i just it's it should be amazing and i'm, I'm and you know what's, what's really weird is now it was one of the things i'm looking forward to because in every one of these big splat books they have all these uh They've got this uh, setting material and all, you know, that they try to set you up as like, well, if, you know, if you're playing a game as a, this type of exalt, here are all the cool, you know, uh, locations and whatnot that are appropriate for that. And I'm like, is there going to be a settings chapter for exigence, given the the great variability of what they can be? You know, what are we going to see there? Or is the whole book just going to be, you know, this like cookbook? So. You know, I maybe, maybe
1: it to. is just going to be a cookbook since they're doing the, oh, what's it the, called? The, the cross-direction. Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, yeah.
0: which I, I, can't, I can't wait for that. It does look like that is getting close. Also, that uh, Crucible of Legends, uh, the storyteller's companion or whatever, is getting close. And I am, I am beyond excited for the Crucible of Legends. Because I feel like there are some rules that have been essentially like kind of missed in third edition up to this point, you know, one of the ones that everybody always points out is like travel times (laughs) as if that's like some humongous deal, right? Like, I don't know how long it takes to travel from here to here. Like, come on. But anyway, but, uh, but it is pointed out like often that, you know, if you want travel times, you got to go back to second edition. So, you know, Crucible of Legends ought to be able to just pick up all of those spares, right? Like it ought to be able to just come in and go, you know. Here's great rules for this and this, and and here's how you run this kind of story. Here's a great way to start, you know. Maybe even like, uh, maybe even like what Essence does with like if you're gonna if you want to play a character who's a warrior, here are the, uh, fifteen charms that would be good for a new player to pick for a warrior type solar. And here's the, you know, here's the kind of charms you want to pick if you're a crafter type solar, you know, it might have stuff like that. So anyway, I mean, it's all speculation, but I can't wait for these books that are, that are on the, on the pipe here coming down. We're gonna have kicks. Uh, we're gonna have exalt. Good grief! Can't speak this one. We're gonna have. We're gonna have exigence. We're gonna have across the eight directions. We're gonna have crucible of legends and adversaries of the righteous. Are all just like hey,
2: Corey? Uh, I want to touch on that. Uh, what you were talking about, like if you wanted a warrior, this is the. These are the charms you need to go with. I right. mean, you've got six kids. You know, you, you've you've run into this before <laughs> when you take. This is almost this is an analogy of of like what exalted is. I mean, it, it's just so limitless, and you could do so much. It's almost like taking your four year old to the like you remember the Baskin Robbins with like the ice cream yeah. counter with so many flavors, and you're like, "What do you want?" And this child cannot make a decision. There's just right. They're just so overwhelmed with the amount of choice.
0: Right. So
2: when when you have something, it's like, look, if you're looking to be a warrior take these charms if you're looking to be the crafter take these charms take these attributes or or whatnot and it, it it helps the newer player but it also the the design of the game gives the experienced player a lot of room for customizing yeah, break and building exactly what they want like i yeah. want a character that can do this this and this and someone right. else is like I'm just overwhelmed by how much is available. It's like, well, what do you want to do? What do you, you know, do you want to be the guy that swings the big massive ax or punches people in the face with, with a, uh, first stage, uh, gauntlet that he found. I mean, you can do that, right. but here, here's, here's how you
0: tailor that character. Right. And they so, they I, could even do something like, instead of just saying, here's the 15 charms you take, they they could have like charms broken up into like five charm groups. You know, like these are, these are great starting Crafting charms. That that needs to be on page two. Yeah. You need page one for your for your brand new players. Like, yeah, so it's it's, like, you know, don't go chasing waterfalls.
2: (laughs) It's like you get 15
0: (laughs) charm choices. So pick pick three of these groups of five. You know, do you want to be really good at sailing boats and punching things and talking your way out of situations? Then take these three, you know, groups of five or whatever. And by the way, let me just say, if they don't do that in like Crucible of Legends or whatever. Maybe we do that. That'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's, that's one thing. We got the Exodus Kickstarter maybe coming in a month or so. Uh, Also, uh, just another like little news item, the Onyx Path 10th anniversary, happy anniversary guys, Uh, their 10th anniversary sales are going on right now. Uh, Currently, as we record this, they are finishing up their week of uh, Mage 20th anniversary edition, which I would have, I mean, you can grab like the entire like print run for just nothing when they do these 90% off sales. But what you need to look out for as Exalted fans are when they get to Exalted, cause they're doing a different game every week. We don't know when Exalted will show up in that list, but it probably will. And when it does, everything's going to be 90% off and, and, uh, if you're not good at math, that means it's only ten percent of its normal price. So if it's a thirty dollar <laughs> book, it's now three dollars so <laughs> I mean, some if people aren't good, good at, at it, math. If you can't calculate ninety percent here's here's how to calculate ten yeah. percent. <laughs> I know that there are at least three people in my household that would have trouble with that but they're but they're, you know. 10, eight, and five. It's like basically but, uh, normally what you just pay for tax. That's the yeah. cost of the book. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, you know, think about like, you know, oh man, I don't know if I can afford that $20, but it's $2 now, you know? So if you, if you, are missing some of the PDFs for exalted third edition, or you just, you know, you've got the paper books and you you never really wanted to add the extra cost of getting the, the, the PDFs or whatnot. I mean, get ready. Cause it's, you're going to be able to buy like everything for probably less than $20, you know, just simplified it, Corey, just drop a zero, drop a zero off the end. That's how yeah, much drop a zero off the end. That's how you do 10%. There you go. Math <laughs> lesson of the day. I mean, we okay. give to the community. We give. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We, we give back. So Next much. week, trigonometry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that escalated quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So let's talk just a minute about our, our plans for the future here. So we're just sort of rambling this episode. I uh, hope you're used to that for an episode zero. Uh, but anyway, what we, we do want to let you in on some of our plans for the future. Uh one thing just right off the bat is our schedule. You know, we want to keep things simple this time and take bites out of this monster that we can actually chew instead of trying to to eat the whole head of the elephant in one bite. We want to eat just tiny bites and so uh what that means is that we've talked about moving to a monthly schedule for our show, which I think has already been mentioned. Uh but yeah, we we just at least at the baseline, right? Like we want to say our plan is to do one of these every month. And, um, you know, if who knows? If we get super excited and girly giddy and everything else, like, oh, it's so fun. Let's do some more. I mean, we may, you know, we may change that. But But right now, to keep things simple and to keep us sane, we're talking about doing monthly episodes. But, you know... Uh, we've got some other things in the pipe that we'll talk about in just a minute, but let's, let's, uh, let's go over some of the ideas maybe that we, that we've had that we can do shows about. So some of our monthly shows that are coming up, uh, Charles, why don't you, why don't you get us started off?
1: Essence. Uh, so (laughs) speaking of eating elephant heads, um, (laughs) I don't know what that means. Uh, it sounded good in my head, and then I said it out loud, but that's out there now. That's part of our shared story. Um, no, we're going to talk about the Exalted Essence manuscript and uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between, and how that, how that kind of works in a world where we also have Exalted 3rd Edition.
0: Right. They're, they're supposed to be compatible, is what they tell us. That you can take stuff from one and use it in the other. So uh, I know that I personally am going to be running some experiments on this. I've I've decided one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to make a character in third edition, and then I'm going to try to make that I'm going to I'm going to use the character uh, translation rules in in essence to translate that character into essence. Then I'm going to do, create a new character by the essence rules and try to create the same character and then see how they, uh, how they match up. And then I'm going to do it in reverse, make one in essence and translate it back into third edition and then make one in third and just, just kind of see how the translation is there. And, uh, anyway, I'm going to be doing some fight tests too. I'm going to, I'm going to look at the length of combat. Uh, If you know what you're doing with third edition and if you know what you're doing with essence to see how long it takes to kill various things. So these are some of the research things I'm going to be doing before we talk about it. But essence is the new hotness right now. And uh, we know people are playing it on Twitch and stuff like that. And so uh, we definitely want to be talking about that. So that should be that should be a good episode. We want to we want to start episode one of second breath talking all about essence. So that should be good. What else we got, Jim?
2: Well, I I know that from our previous podcast, we got a lot of mentions about some of the ideas that we would present in each episode as far as character seeds and story ideas and and, uh, mechanics of how to create your own martial arts and, and things of that nature and how to design an artifact weapon. So... We want to have a couple of discussions in the future um, that kind of dive down into these because I've noticed on the Exalted Reddit there were some posts about guys were like, well, how do I come up with a character concept? You know, so mm-hmm. we can we we got some plans to help out with that. Um, uh, another uh, discussion topic is how to form a party that is cohesive and works together because a lot of times what we do is uh as players we 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 design our character in a vacuum and you got four people that did that exact same uh character generation process and then they all come together and one of the drawbacks of that sometimes is you end up with four batman you know it's <laughs> like everybody wants to be batman and batman does not play well with others i mean even in the uh the the Justice League shows, I mean, Batman disappears and you're like, where did he go? Oh, Batman's doing his thing. He's probably going to save the world, but we're all going to be mad at him for what he did because he didn't include us or didn't ask us anything. So you get a bunch of characters that don't really gel with each other, but it almost feels forced because the player knows he's sitting across the table or um, now on the on the same chat window or, or whatever uh, format you use. Right. But he knows he has to play with this person, but his character—there's nothing about him that would draw him to that other character. And then the storyteller is, is you know, yeah. caught scrambling in to
0: try to, yeah, they're like, how pull do those I, threads I, together?
2: How right. do I fit these square box blocks in these round holes? You know, how do I make this right. work? So we're going to come up with some ideas about how to design a party, and that that takes not only the players but the storyteller and gonna we're gonna talk about that, and then we're going to um bring up some discussions about helping the storyteller craft a good story you know how to, how to get with your players and and feel what makes them tick so that you design a story that they wanna do I mean some characters or some players just want to uh chop off heads and break things, and you you it doesn't fit well with your you know talking to the river God and trying to convince him not to flood this town that, you know, those don't work well together because they want to, they want to lop his head off and you've got this whole social combat thing constructed and no one is available to do that. So we're going to, we've got some ideas to come up with how to help you play the game and get the most out of Exalted. And we also have a couple of other ideas that we're going to discuss about introducing new players to exalted um how to how to navigate the rules and make sure you're doing it right because hey we made some mistakes when we did some yeah. of our homebrews and uh, our own games we made some mistakes and we went back and reread the rules and we're like you know that combat shouldn't have took two and a half hours we were hand waved totally an entire wrong. session. <laughs> we hand waved an entire episode of uh, of Wild Shape. <laughs> Sweet glory. So th- those are some of the things uh, that we plan on discussing. Uh, you know, a topic a month or
0: or something like that. Um, right. So that yeah. that's what we're going to do. That's another good one. Yeah, and uh, and uh, just ad- another idea for like the the short term of of uh, things that I want to see on the schedule. Is as I was reading through the Dragonblooded book, uh, I've read through Dragonblooded books in every in every edition, and I I read through the manuscript of this Dragonblooded book uh, when it first was released on the Kickstarter, and I have always kind of hated the section in the Dragonblooded books where it talks all about the the houses, the eleven houses or whatever. I'm just like, oh, this house stuff, this house that blah, 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 politics, politics. And for whatever reason, for whatever reason, this time reading through the Dragonblooded book again, I just fell in love with the house section. It is so weird because I was dreading it. I was like, I don't want to read this again. But I don't know if they've added some of these details in third edition or whatnot, like that just make the houses so much more interesting than they were before. But of all the houses, the mo I thought Lidal was going to be my favorite because we did a story using characters from House Lidal before. And it was my, it's my to this day, probably my favorite role-playing thing I've ever done. But uh, and Lidal was awesome. I mean, don't get me wrong, but of all the houses, House Regara stood out as just like. So ridiculously cool. I want to do a whole discussion just about House Regara and about all of the weird stuff that goes on behind the scenes in that house because they're thought of as the Imperial Bank, but they're actually into all kinds of satanic stuff behind the scenes or whatever. You know. Anyway, so I think that that would be just a really fun thing to do compare them across all three editions. And just look at story ideas and everything else that you could do using House Regara as either uh the 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 main setting of your story or uh the antagonists for a story. It it's just beautiful. So um, you know, looking at just those those ideas that we've that we've just you know laid out there, you know, talking about essence, talking about uh that that's, those kinds of things are like looking at new game information, like new big concepts. We want to be doing that. We want to be doing storyteller advice and and player advice of like how to get into this game, how to build stories. We want to be your source for that sort of thing. And then also deep dives into Uh, you know, specific areas like we did in the first season of the show. We did a deep dive into the call. We did a deep dive into forest witches and those were, and war striders, you know, uh, those are some of my favorite episodes that we've done. And we may, you know, once, maybe if we get back into the community's good graces, we might do some more interviews like we did before. So, uh, so those, that's what we're looking at going forward in the show, Uh, putting together some good episodes for you with some good information to help you really geek out on this game but as uh, as jim has has um alluded to a couple of times already today another thing that we've talked about doing that i think would be cool is maybe producing some youtube content now again we don't want to bite off more than we could chew here and end up with a whole full-time job going on again but when i look around at the kind of stuff that's available for exalted especially exalted third edition on youtube it is pretty anemic and that's not to say anything bad about those people out there who have produced stuff. I know Ecorin has put out a whole lot of stuff. Uh, there's another guy that, that has done several, uh, exalted third edition stuff. And I'm sorry, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but, um, but there, there's just really, there's not a lot out there. And, and one specific thing that there's not a lot of out there are short videos introducing people to exalted concepts. I feel like if you say, "Hey, you want to know the Exalted lore? Take a look at this four and a half hour Exalted lore video on YouTube." <laughs> most, most players are like, "No, I'm not doing that. I'm like, I'm not even beginning to do that," you know. Or if you're like, "Oh, you want to understand the combat system? Here's a 49 minute video about that." And like, "No, I don't want to watch a 49 minute video," you know. So maybe we can put together some short videos, you know, I know, I know me, i maybe I'm, maybe I'm different, but I know I me. Mean, when somebody sends me a video, if it, if I see that it's over like 10 minutes or whatever, I'm like, I not watching that. But if I see that's, it's that, like four minutes, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, I got things to do. I got anime to watch. I don't need this, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Demon Slayer is awesome. But uh anyway, um and very exalted by the way, but, but uh you know, I want to be able to go some, I want to be able to point somebody to something that's just a few minutes long that, that gives, like, a taste of the exalted lore. I want to be able to point somebody to something that's just a few minutes long that shows how to do some basic withering and decisive attacks in combat. Or how to, or, like, why the exalted social interaction system is so genius. You know, what do intimacies mean and how do you use them to manipulate people? I mean, stuff like that I think would be great. It doesn't need to be 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes long. I think you can cover it in five minutes or so. Uh, I've done so with my own children, teaching them how to do exalted social interaction. So, um, you know, I feel like that would be a cool addition to the community, something that we could give to the community to help you spread the love for this game to your friends who aren't the kind of people who dive in and get invested in things. Uh, And those people suck, by the way. But uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just. Also, I know it gives, most, me,
2: it gives me an excuse to come opinion. to your house and hang out for a little while.
0: Yeah, it make some videos, right? Yeah, sure. Oh. We got to get us a cool green screen so that we can <laughs> film some cool stuff. Anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's one thing that we want to do, and another thing that I have been uh, toying around with. You know, we tried to do the Wild Shape last time. And for those of you who enjoyed Wild Shape, bless you. Uh, wild Shape, I, I enjoyed it. three of you, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the sad thing about Wild Shape was we, we built it up, we hyped it up, and it was going to be just this amazing thing. But it had some fatal flaws in it right from the beginning that we didn't realize were fatal flaws. We thought they were great strengths, and it turned out to be a lot more difficult than we imagined it would be. You know, we had this idea that everybody wants to play. Uh, and everybody needs a chance at storytelling, so what we'll do is we'll we'll rotate the storyteller every episode, and you know we'll have all these influx of new players and everything else. well that that really was a recipe for disaster. Uh, it, yeah. it honestly was. So um anywho,, uh, wild Shape though, I did enjoy what we did. I thought it was fun, even though we had to re-record a whole episode uh, because you know we did the combat we made some bad combat decisions. We talked about that in one of our episodes before what we did wrong and why we should have used the uh the uh, mass combat rules uh, or the battle groups rules instead of the individual rules so anyway you can go back and look at some of those things we'll talk about that again i'm sure at some point in the future but instead of trying to get a bunch of people together to do like a live uh a live actual play which is just so difficult to work with people on their schedules and then also to make the story you know good and do the editing which took you know, gosh i think it took like seven and a half hours or something to do editing on those first episodes of wild shape but um i thought what would what might be cool <clears throat> what might be more our speed at the moment and what is actually it, it's just missing there is nothing like this in the community so far is to do some like radio drama type stuff maybe So we do a lot of play-by-post, and we have done play-by-post in the past, which we still have some record of, and we are currently involved in another play-by-post game. And so I thought what would be kind of cool is to have short episodes where we have, like, you know, whoever the storyteller is be, like, the narrator, uh, narrating everything, and then have the the characters voice their own – have the players voice their own characters – but it's it's essentially already written because we did it as play by post so it's not a live game it's more of a produced radio drama kind of thing and as we do so we could even plan in the in the recording of it like to explain certain rules along the way because it won't be a live thing we won't have to be thinking about that stuff in the moment while we're playing live, but we can actually plan for, you know, the first time we get into a combat, explain what exactly is happening here and how this happened or something. Anyway, we're going to toy around with some of those ideas and see what works best. Uh, But yeah, do some short episode uh, radio drama kind of things. I think that would be pretty excellent, but we'll have to see how. I would
2: like to nominate Unearthed for the first one.
0: I, I, you know, and I thought about that too. You know, it's pulling, pulling one of our old ones. Like I said before, my favorite thing we've ever done was Unearth. I loved Unearth. I loved the characters. And we have the whole thing. Uh, we, we actually produced it in book form. And we can <laughs> just take that and record it as a chapter-by-chapter chapter audio drama. It'd be and a good place be... to start to see how it works. Yeah, see how it works. Just, it's just like, get it out there. See if it's good. The, the one thing about Unearth though, is that because we did it as a book... I pulled out all of the uh, all of the dice rolls and stuff like that, so we just have the results of the actions. We don't have exactly what people rolled to get there. So, and also it was in second edition, so explaining rules and stuff like that. I think we would we would not do that during the unearth. We would just do it as like a as a radio drama. But um, but I think that well, would be great. One bite at a time, people, right? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> and I think people would really love the unearth story. It was. It was really fun. <laughs> Lots of cool world spanning adventure, undersea cities, power armor. Oh man. Yeah. You want some fun? Unearth was fun. So um, anyway, yeah, we may get into that here pretty soon, but like, like we keep saying, we're going to take it small piece by piece. We're not going to try to kill ourselves with a whole bunch of stuff at once because we know where that ended before and we don't want to get back into right. that again. So, right. We want
2: to keep the fun in it and, not make it feel you know like it's
0: it's we don't want to kill our passion by overworking ourselves exactly well all right well those are our ideas for the future guys anybody y'all have anything else you want to say before we wrap up this episode zero i think we're good over here charles same all right well um Well, with that then, I guess we will sign off for this week, and we'll be seeing you guys pretty soon as we get ready to talk about essence in our first numbered episode of Second Breath. (laughs) But thanks for listening to the Deliberative Podcast, and now go forth and bring righteousness to the world as you know best. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. See ya.